Hey, Danny, you know we're not corporate shills paid to, you know, just promote anything that gets sent to us in the mail. Well, um, not every day anyway. No, I mean, on a separate note, I want to talk about Space Marine Adventures Rise of the Orcs, the new cooperative heroic defense board game um, where it's a fast-paced game of board defense for one to five players. Man, that sounds awesome, That John. sounds awesome because, yeah. you know, as well as playing games, workshop games, I also like to play with myself. What's going on? Oh man, I don't know why, Don. That really uh, you you nailed the delivery on that one. That was really good. you know I try it. You know it's it's one of my it's my skills, uh, Danny. You uh, my co-host of Marlboro's Danny. You uh, get to you know be skillful at games. I get to do word wordplay. Yeah, uh, nice work. Wordplay and that was excellent. Yeah, it was excellent. Uh, and then again, we thank you for the copies of uh, Space Marines: Rise of the Orcs that was sent to us here. I know, um, which is super cool. Uh, Danny's going to take it home and make all of the Terminators Iron Hands. I would Pro- assume, probably, yeah. <laughs> most, that most likely, uh, as he is wont to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been two weeks. It's been two entire weeks. John. Two entire weeks, and holy cow, uh, it's it's felt like a, a lifetime. But that's just twenty twenty in a nutshell, a literal right. eternity. I'm guessing by this point. Um, but what have you been up to in the two weeks since we last talked? I heard you played some forty k, dude. I have played some forty k. Yes, um, I thought you were going for like a so much there, <laughs> but it's like nope, nope. Changed my mind halfway through and uh, just went with it. Yeah, felt good. Um, so yeah, I played some 40 K I played, uh, two in-person games. I was pretty happy about that. Oh yeah. no, three. I'm sorry. Three you did three in-person games. I played against, uh, custodes. I played against, uh, blood angels. Yes. Blood angels. And then finally I played against some space Marines. You did, uh, salamanders to be precise. So I played Necrons in two of those games. Uh, no, in all three of those games. I'm sorry. Yes. Because this so. is the year of the Xenos for Danny. I'm going to play Xenos this year, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm jamming on the Necrons. They seem like fun. I think I'm also going to bust my Eldar out a little bit. I haven't played them in a really long time, and uh, they are my favorite army. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah, there's something nostalgic about a model range that's as old as you are. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Definitely got some, some of those Phoenix Lords. There we go. I have rim shot on call here because I feel it's going to be like one of those days today. Sweet. Rim shot on call just like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna hit two buttons at the same time uh but yeah tell us about your games fucking dj over here all Fuck right yeah so. where's my record scratch <laughs> do you have a record scratch no i really oh, need to yeah, get one you on need here to get one yeah. for sure um uh for hobby stuff i have built and uh primed the entire set another indominus set so i'm gonna start working on that i'm pretty pretty pumped um yeah, but I haven't been doing as much hobby. I kind of played some video games the last couple of weeks. I was going to so. say, you're on that Skyrim cake again. Uh, Todd Howard's <laughs> amazing creation. Just without any flaws or exploits. Zero flaws, zero exploits. <laughs> no. Now available on your LG home refrigerator. That's right. As is tradition. <laughs> so, But I've been, I've been having fun with that. Um, and then I also played uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which was amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. So that's been my two weeks. John, what have you been up to? Um, a lot, actually. I was like sitting there thinking about today. I was like, I really haven't been up to much. But in my quest to kind of get my my 
2000 point list battle ready. Yeah. Um, I'm down to just two drills um, that I, that I have to finish. So pretty excited in the last week I I painted and based or finished basing two of the chaos champs uh, with power fists and plasma guns. Um, I painted up a and converted and painted up a chaos champ with just a power fist and a bolt gun. Mm -hmm. I used the Judicar head on that one, which I think turned out really nice. Nice, It was like a super good little dude. He looks cool. Um, And then I did a um, Putrefire and I did a Tallyman and a couple other guys as well. Just kind of get the foot troops out of the way. Awesome. Uh, And then I was like, man, I just have drills to do now. Let's just do my vehicles, get them out of the way, get them done. So I bought and painted the Geller Pox uh, infected box <laughs> instead. set instead. Uh, my drills still sitting at the very same progress point where I think like with five minutes, it's not going to look the best, but one drill is going to be battle ready. Pretty, It's really close. It's yeah. really close. And I'm just like, I look at it, I'm like, I just, I don't want to. Um, so yeah, instead I painted like 20 different Geller Pox miniatures. Nice. Instead. Um, but I have plans with them and I'm very excited about them. And generally like... Uh, we were joking, like, we're going to start, like, a little segment called John's Jank of the Week, because, yeah. like, that's generally where my list goes. Gellerpox is is the new jank. That, John's that's, Jank for this week. Yeah. Uh, for this next couple of months, is going to be, I'm going to try and make Gellerpox work in a Death Guard list, um, which I think it will. We'll see. It's like, looking at it through 8th edition eyes makes me very nervous. Like, sure. very incredibly nervous about running it. But, like, through ninth edition, yeah, it'll be fine. Probably be pretty, pretty good. We'll see what it is. And all the miniatures are super rad. Oh, they're, box so, anyway. they're really cool. Yeah. Um, I, did I play against 2X? I think I did. Did we talk about my game you, with Nate last time? Uh, I don't think so. No, that was so. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, so I played against uh, our friend Nate and his Iron Hands. Okay. Um, yeah. And he was trying to kind of get a, a hang of ninth edition. Um, I took kind of the Death Guard list I've been working on. So it's kind of like a lot of grenades, um, a lot of flails. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things that just love to death to the false emperor. Um, and it, it went really well. Uh, so I ended up like with a unpainted army. Well, not unpainted, but like not battle ready army. I, I think I ended up like 76 points, 77 that's, points. That's pretty good. Yeah. And they got like 28 or 30. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. It was like, again, like ninth is just such a change and like a different way of playing. Um, that it takes a, a bit to get used to. It's hard to wrap your head around initially, I think. Um, and I, I'm getting better at picking the secondaries. I'm getting better at countering the secondaries, more importantly. Yeah. Um, so, like, when... Uh, I think one of the issues was Nate picked uh, psychic the, the psychic one where you, like, you know, if you're within six inches of the center of the table. Oh, yeah, psychic ritual. Psych- psychic ritual, right? And so he puts his librarian there. But the problem is, like, all my stuff is spread out so much mm-hmm. that his army has to spread out. And now he has like uh, one yeah. librarian in the center of the table where like I just flew my demon prince up and, you know, just <laughs> see ya, see ya. <laughs> uh, one CP means on the charge he had eight attacks um, with like a damage three health or sword or, or damage two is health or sword. But like it just, it just wiped him out I completely. Mean, yeah, that'll wreck him. Um, we played on the one day um, before it was re-FAQ'd where Thunderfire cannons <laughs> were the worst. Oh, um, where the, they didn't block for the character. Right, so they yeah. didn't block for the character. So, like, I'm just sitting there and, like, with my two Plague Burst crawlers, I'm like, I'm doing a two Plague Burst mortars at your tech marine. Or you can't because of the gun. I'm like, actually, I can because they broke the game today. Um, <laughs> they didn't do anything. Like, I eventually charged them with a Demon Prince, and the Demon Prince just kind of splat. Nice. Um, and that Demon Prince picked up characters that game. He did because my one of my secondaries was killing characters. Oh, nice. So my Demon Smart. Prince essentially just flew around. And picked off characters. The only one he didn't get was Pharos, who was honestly a little bit misplaced in the list. Yeah. Um, because the list was like Impulsor Rush. 
Oh, sure. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. So yeah. it was like Impulsor Rush because it had Outrider bikes, Impulsors, like real fast moving. And then like a squad of 10 Intercessors with a Thunder Hammer and Pharos, which, you know, it was like kind of, it didn't make a huge amount of sense to me. Mm. Um, but I just charged that squad with two drills and just, oh, yeah. yeah, just drilled away. Um, I didn't deep strike <laughs> the drill. drill. Yeah, yeah, I didn't deep strike the drills. This is like I think the third game I've I've just deployed them on the table. Yeah, I think th- I think they're good if you just throw them on the table. And they're good because with. and they had disgustingly resilient. Yep, they, they had all kinds of stuff, and so they didn't die. Or one died, um, which again I used the death guard stratagem, so he auto blew up and almost took out Pharos. Um, <laughs> wow. So you know, it's just like it was. I feel like it was a combination of things that caused me to win. It was kind of playing a lot of ninth. It was getting way more comfortable with my books nice and it was not really deviating much from the formula in between games so kind of like picking up those reps um which has been like super helpful and like i said it's really really nice and just a couple of really cool combos like every turn i used the this the stratagem from war of the spider to add three attacks to the demon prince's sword right which is just great it's 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 a really powerful little one cp strategy and it's it's only if you're fighting infantry right right only yeah. if you're fighting infantry but if you take the secondary yeah, where, you, sure. where you're hunting characters yes i think that's really good for him then it's amazing because yeah like it's a little overkill with one or two but it guarantees that character is dead for one cp for sure uh i didn't have any luck with death of the false emperor on my flails really i only got picked up maybe two or three extra attacks a turn yeah. um but it was it was still super good. Like still anything that I touched in close combat died. That's awesome. Um, and it was it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was the first time I took out the biologist putrefier. That guy is just amazing. Yeah. Um, and just kind of making blight grenades. Just oh, they're so gross, man. So great. And I think, like, I took aim at the the ten man intercessor squad with my like seven man like uh, plague marine squad. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this stratagem so they can all throw a grenade. And I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. And so that's, what, seven times ten, seventy attacks. And if any of these are sixes, they're mortal wounds. And it's just, it's such a good feeling for 2CP. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of shots. I don't think it's 70 shots for seven dudes. One, oh, no, 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 sorry, seven, dice. yeah, no, no. So I think 35, it's, no, 35 or 42 or 42. something. Something in there, just the math hammer. Yeah, that, that's me. Um, I was still, like carrying the 10 the wrong way. I didn't roll 70 dice. I rode the correct amount, but it was a good game. Um, and it was, again, a good learning experience. And and the way I had deployed was in two different blocks. So I had, like, everything in the drills and, and a rhino on this side. I didn't give the rhino disgustingly resilient because I set okay. the drills up in an L. And what that did was that blocked the rhino from sight. So you oh, couldn't see okay, the cool. rhino. So he's hiding behind so the drills. So he's hiding behind the there drills. Were body blockers. Oh, heck yeah. And then on the other side, I had the three blight haulers, my demon prince, and two um, plague burst crawlers. And like oh, cool. two okay. separate blocks, like nice. kind of moving separately. Uh-huh. I think in future, they're just going to go together. Yeah. Because Arch Contaminator in close combat is just way better than kind of hanging yeah. out over here with like buffing two plague burst crawlers no yeah two um yeah plague burst crawlers um, and it's fine if the plague burst crawlers get tagged at least you can still shoot the flamers in combat dude that's all i did um i <laughs> i kept moving them in such a way that they just kept tagging out rider bikes nice that's pretty just gonna just and that's that's all they did was irritate um but we'll see it was super good uh, what about your games danny uh, let's see. So first game I played against our friend Taylor and it's Custodes. Um, I played, uh, I've been playing Nihilac Necrons. Um, so as per the pain scheme, right? Yeah. Good yeah. man. And, uh, <laughs> it's not always the best one, but it's, uh, it's fine in this new edition cause Sawtech really lost a lot. Um, 
so I've been playing I've been playing them quite a bit uh, against Taylor. Man, custodians are so good in this edition. Like I lost hard to custodians yeah, in this edition. Oh my god, they just beat your face in. Um, so, but I played the mission really well. I used the veil of darkness on the first turn to put twenty warriors on the center objective. <laughs> okay, and I just was like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna sit here until you come and take it from me. Like, and I'm just gonna because you have to like consolidate a lot of effort to get rid of twenty warriors. And it ends up being that you can't you fail to kill them all in close combat in one round, which is great. So when so, you're like the world's greatest warrior or the galaxy's greatest warrior, <laughs> well, the problem is is when you have that many guys, like they cover a large amount of space, mm-hmm. and so if your units are spaced out, um, like you, you might get some guys removed, so you kill enough so you are not within three inches anymore. Yeah. So I was actually able to take. Uh, so he swung with a big unit of Alaris Terminators into them and killed like, uh, like twelve. Or 13, and I managed to take out all the ones that would let uh, Trajan Valoris fight. And <laughs> Making so, him worthless. Well, yeah, so he just he just consolidated and piled in, and that was it. Or piled in and consolidated and didn't get to fight. Um, he could have popped his thing to fight again, but he didn't. Because um, I figured he would rather use it for something else, which is also fine. But he, uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh then I was able to get back uh, 19. Uh, so it was le- I got down oh, to one geez. warrior left. and the- <laughs> Maybe it was two. Uh, but I brought back like the entire squad bar one. <clears throat> and it was like, okay, now I'm on the objective again. I have this. Because you actually right now with reanimation protocols bring back warriors before you do scoring. Right. So, Which will be changed, I would imagine. Well. Hopefully. Because- I think it won't matter. So, okay. So. If the rumor is true and they come back before the morale step, their turn is already done. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I guess and so. And so you'll be able to bring them back and score, too. Um, anyway, so I was able to hold the objective, and that kind of won me the game. Even though Taylor wiped me out, I actually didn't kill a single one of Taylor's units. Really? The yeah, whole game? Through the whole game. I killed, like, maybe five or six models. But Oh, no, I guess I killed one biker captain. But still, like, it was a character, and he was fighting me, and so he had to die. That's fair. <clears throat> For your honor, if anything. It's true. Uh, so let's see. Then I played uh, our other friend John. Uh, John Miller plays Blood Angels, um, and uh, I uh, we were doing kind of a practice game. So it was kind of like we were. I was talking through and explaining what my decisions were, and uh, kind of going through the game that way, which is which is great. It was good because you know he wanted some more practice because he felt like he played some games of ninth and got raffle stomped. Yeah, and then like he's like, "All right, Danny, come help me, <laughs> please." <laughs> Please, please help me. <laughs> um, it's like the Jeb Bush, please clap. Of, <laughs> please help. Uh, and he did good, man. Like uh, he he made some good plays. We talked through some stuff at the start of the game, which I think made him helped him to win uh, because he wanted to jump some guys into combat on the first turn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, is it really worth it? Like maybe not. Like and so he he's like, all right, I I won't I won't like uh, angels descent or whatever. That's the thing where you deep strike a jump. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Into combat on the first turn, and then those guys ended up being pivotal for him to hold objectives and stuff like that later on in the game. So it was a unit of five sanguinary guards. So that was really good. Yeah. Um, but he did great. He chose good targets. I couldn't screen out his stuff on turn three, even just because I had to keep pushing for objectives. And so he was able to come down into my deployment zone and really hurt me. But luckily, my return punch was able to get rid of most of the stuff on my side of the board. But <clears throat> because this stuff is fast and he was on objectives early, I wasn't able to push him off with Necrons, unfortunately, because I just don't have all of the great assault units to be able to push those guys. You don't off. have flayed ones. 
That's obviously the greatest. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. To that, that must be it. You've you've solved the case, John. You're a fucking <laughs> top tier Necron Jesus player. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that deserved a uh, shot there. So John won that game, uh, and I suffered my first ninth edition loss. I think what's great though uh, is John Miller, perennial Danny opponent, perennial Danny runner-up. True. When I messaged him to congratulate him about finally like beating you, <laughs> he was like, "It doesn't count. It was a practice game." Oh, he's such a nice guy. He, well, I deserve life. like a million. Yeah, well. <laughs> online uh, <laughs> he know, he knows what he is um <laughs> uh anyway um it, yeah it was a great game he's a good guy uh he's uh he's getting better all the time uh at everything yeah um let's see here so and then you played nate uh, then i played nate i yeah. played he was trying salamanders this time and uh let me tell you eliminators are really good yeah they are Eliminators are not very good at killing quantum shielding, quantum quantumly shielded vehicles when you roll hot damage dice, like fives and sixes. What was funny was like he was telling me that he was like rolling two dice to fish for lower damage to get through the quantum shielding and he kept rolling fives and sixes. Yeah, he was rolling like he would roll two dice and get like a five and a six and then he would get like a six and a one (laughs) and then he would. So he'd go, okay, well, I'm not taking one. Well, I mean, like, eventually he's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to take the one damage. But right. Like, I'm like, all right, well, if you roll a six, like, and I have quantum deflection up the stratagem that gives me a minus one, I cannot fail this roll. Like, <laughs> it just bounces off my shield. So don't roll sixes. Yeah, you just rolled sixes. Yeah, so he started taking threes and stuff like that, and I failed a couple of those, so. Yeah, I, I felt his pain with quantum shielding. Um, it's It's annoying. It's annoying. It's very characterful of the army. Would it be is. The, the meanest thing I can say about it. There. <laughs> uh, um, but I won that game pretty good. Uh, I was able to try out some new stuff. Nate let me play with the new Tomb Spider rules, um, which were, or sorry, Canoptic Spider now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, they're so cool. No tombs. Tombs are fantasy. Tomb okay. King's dead. Yeah, you're right. Canoptics. Uh, and then uh, I also got to use the the kind of spoiled Nihilac, rumored Nihilac uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Legion rules. So. Or Dynasty Rules, man, those are so good. Uh, I was playing with two Knight Scythes, uh, which, you, hey, those are things you would never have thought of to play against an 8th, right? And I dropped 15 Warriors on objective, and I'm like, all right, these count as 30 models. <laughs> so, good luck. Like, objective grabbing is just, like, key. Like, in all so of the games huge. you're talking about there, it's just rush forward, grab objectives, win. Yep, yep. So, and the army was fast and good. Uh, yeah, uh, it did great. Nice. Nice. Well, that's what we've been up to for our ninth edition games. We'll be more on the way, including uh, the next couple of weeks, Mike Gellerpox making their debut in the jank meter uh, to kind of get it out there. But uh, we're going to be right back after this. Do you have a single wound? A standard bolt gun? Having trouble maintaining an acceptable Xenos kill count? Only barely over two meters tall? Maybe it's time to ask your lieutenant if the Rubicon Primaris is right for you. The Rubicon Primaris is a prescription process that helps you to update that tired look. You may notice an increase in your purging abilities after two to, within two to four hours. You may experience loss of life, additional organs, and a points increase. Do not take the Rubicon if you plan on fitting into rhinos, drop pods, or other traditional vehicles. The Rubicon Primaris is not intended for second founding chapters. The Rubicon Primaris is for use on genetically enhanced super soldiers over the age of 800 only. 
You are encouraged to report negative side effects to your company's apothecary. The Rubicon Primaris. Because sometimes plot armor is just not enough. And we're back. We are back. We are back. Uh, time to do one of our favorite segments here. Oh, man, uh, so popular. Let's, yeah, let's just get going. The worst character in Warhammer 40,000 ever. Like every week, I'm like, I need to speed that up. Like, I need to make my voice faster. Well, it's time to do the. Oh, man. You but know, the gravitas, John. I went to look at our board to look at the worst characters in 40K, but it's blocked by these two fine new products from I Games know. Workshop. Oh, my goodness. Age of Sigmar, Crypt Hunters, and Blitz Bowl available exclusively season two at Barnes and Noble. Wow. Just right in front of the board. I mean, it's a great value and fun for the whole family. I didn't but what's ha- it? We didn't have to go to Barnes and Noble to get this. What's, what's it even doing there? Oh, man. It's really neat. God, man, I God, hate that. It's so cool. Dude, aren't like shill podcasts <laughs> the worst? Oh, man, they're so bad. They're almost as bad as people who get sent product and they don't know what to quite do with it. <laughs> almost as bad. Almost. Um, but anyway, uh, welcome back for another worst character in 40K ever. Heck yeah. Um, we had a ton of suggestions coming in oh and they're coming gosh. in more and more and more. God, we However, don't even have to do any work, John. We just have to look stuff up. Much like, well, that is work. But anyway, much like Games Workshop's release schedule, all of the suggestions coming in are Imperium or, or Space Marine based. Yeah. So we're, we're branching out a little bit today. We are, we are. Um, and we're going in and getting some of our Xeno section in because right now on the board, uh, we have uh, Thazar, Necron Pirate. Kaldor Drago, oh Kato Sicarius, uh, Karabmazov, and Avatar. So like a 3-2 Imperium split here. So it's time to get some more Xenos, possibly on the board. Maybe some, even some chaos on Maybe there, even John. some chaos. Well, there's not really a bad chaos character. All right. <laughs> yes, there are. Yes, there is. All right, that's what we're doing, a chaos character. So we have, or, and we're going to keep it at our top five. So right now we're on five. So today someone's either coming off the board um, or... Or our new character isn't even making it onto the board. I think this character makes this character it onto is the board. absolutely making it onto the board. <laughs> Danny, why don't you tell us who we're covering today? Uh, so today we're going to be covering a suggestion uh, from one of our listeners, John Lennon. So thanks for thanks for uh, sending in that recommendation. Oh yeah, yeah. Little known, little known player, John Lennon. Yeah, little known player, John Lennon. Yeah. In that uh, small backwater town, Florida. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be doing uh, Sasho Kais. Uh, and bless you. <laughs> yeah. The- you, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Seasonal allergies to bullshit. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see here. So, Kais, of course, is you would think, oh, well, isn't this the guy from uh, uh, what was that game? The Fire, Fire Warrior. Warrior. Yes. Yeah, where you were a PC t- and PlayStation Two game. Yeah. Oh man, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it turns out Kai. We are two PlayStation generations past this, and we can't get over this. No, no, and and Caius is actually like the Tau version of Smith, which you, is like a very common last did name. Did you know it means skillful? <laughs> Smith means skillful. It does. It does. Good. Yeah. That's why Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina oh, yeah. Jolie, were both That's assassins. Great acting. Yeah, skillful. Just chemistry. <laughs> nine skillful. Out of ten. Um, so when you sent me this guy, uh, his name, I looked him up. Yeah. And the first thing I think of is he's a fucking mall ninja. <laughs> because the, like the first thing I read here was he learned under the tutelage of uh, Pure Tide and became the master of Monet. 
which is not a painter uh, in the 40k universe, uh, but is actually the lone warrior method of oh, combat. That's where you just do everything yourself, right? So it's almost like like there he was really bad at stuff. Like no, no, you you go over there. You're the lone warrior, <laughs> Monet. He's like, yes, master, I will practice this. It's like uh, Orgasmo, that movie, like the yeah, hamster style. Right? Yeah, I was like, I don't think I'm going to do Monet style anymore. And Puritan's like, okay, all right. <laughs> oh, what a great scene! It's very moving, <laughs> very moving. When I read it, I cried. But but he is uh, a commander for the Tao Empire. He is, and he's so important that they uh, give him the Tao. Those are they give him the Vespid and the crew to command, yeah, right? So his first command, of course, is the Dawn of War games where they introduce Tao. I forgot what that one was called. Something Crusade. Um, was it Dark Crusade? Maybe I don't. I don't know. Uh, they introduced, Dark Crusade. I think they introduced Necrons and Tau in that expansion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a great, great expansion, great game. Um, uh, but yeah, he was the commander in the fluff. He gave people a lot of opportunities to like surrender during what a what a loser. This is 40k. I like it because it says, yeah, he gave his enemies multiple chances to surrender. Now bear in mind he's fighting against chaos and <laughs> and space marines. Well, so, and Necrons. And Necrons. So They're can, known for surrender. You can imagine pinning down like a soulless Necron warrior construct and just being like, do you surrender? And it's like, surrender? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to ask you 20 to 30 more times. <laughs> or even uh, pinning down like, like maybe a Riptide brings down like a Bloodthirster and the Bloodthirster is like down to its last wound and it's almost dead and he just walks up and like, now I'm going to give you one chance to stop collecting skulls. <laughs> I've got to, I've, I need you to come to this hotel. We have a meeting in this boardroom. We're going to have a talk. Some of he your is, friends and family will be there. He is the Mormon missionary of the 40K <laughs> world. Just going door to door. He's selling the greater good, man. He's selling the greater good. Mm-hmm. Is fantastic. Uh, so yeah, he and the blood, the blooded ravens eventually like kick his ass. Oh yeah, yeah, he gets. Yeah. Gra- this is when the great part happens though. Is like he's so skilled. Okay, so Mall Ninja, Lone Warrior, Hamster Master, <laughs> Commander of. Can you go over here and lead our worst <laughs> allies, please? That nobody else wants. Yeah, he leads the Vespid, which I think Whew. majority of people watching this and listening to this right now think it's some kind of scooter. Oh, um, yeah. it's not, it's a really bad fine cast model for Tau. Um, are they fine cast now or are they metal? I they may not have ever I think made that, it. I don't, I don't think they sold through their metal supply. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably still metal. Oh man, my old Vespid portfolio, <laughs> it's aged terribly. <laughs> I was going to retire on that. Um, so yeah, he, so Maul Ninja himself, uh, Taught himself the pure tide way of the lone warrior, commanded the worst allies. I got his ass it's kicked like by online college. <laughs> like he went to like ICT tech for yeah. Tao. Yeah. <laughs> he he was commanding the worst troops in the Vespid and the Crute. And then after he got his ass kicked by mm-hmm. Blood Ravens of all space right. marines, Commander Chinalese himself, who I'm sure when we get back to Imperium, gonna be right up near the top of this list. <laughs> they just put him in stasis. Well, yeah, man. How else are you going to demolish a man been back into the setting? Like, yeah. Unfreeze so, him when they have a need. Yeah. So, yeah. To be preserved until he was needed. So, litter revived. A living sperm deposit. He was. Yeah. So he was revived in M41 um, to, to help someone uh, in the fourth spear expansion. Yep. Yep. So he had to fight against the Dark Angels. Um, uh, and I read this, actually. He went to the Angels of Absolution homeworld and they fought like a giant battle. Yeah, he he commanded a ghost keel, 
which I think oh, is pretty right. cool. Yeah, he's, he's one of the characters that goes kill. Yep. Um, he attacked a facility housing a bunch of psychers uh, and killed a bunch of his targets. Uh, however, his battle suit was disabled by an orbital bombardment, which seems like a slight tactical misstep um, to allow yourself to be orbitally bombarded uh, from... It seems like a bummer. Seems like a bummer. Real bummer. And also, how bad is your orbital bombardment, speaking of Dark Angels, that it disables a ghost keel? It's like rolling a one on your wound chart for that. It just disables it. It doesn't do anything. It didn't even destroy it. It just disabled it. I think he like shot out of an escape pod at the last minute because he knew it was coming or something. fair. And they really hate him because you know what? They put him back into stasis, but they keep his mind active. Oh, yeah. He's totally batshit insane at this point. At this point. He's totally crazy. He's been living like a frozen dream for like, you know, however long it's been like several thousand years. Or yeah, whatever. just thousands of years staring in front of you oh. in what can be like some kind of Tao broom closet, which I'm sure is very technologically advanced. Let's let's be honest. Well, yeah, like dude, they got space brooms. Yeah, they have. They're like, you know, the little cleaner robots in Wally. They have like all that shit in that closet there. You mean a Roomba? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tao invented the room. <laughs> It's true. I think that's a that's a fact. It's true that that is a fact, uh, and it's said on the internet, so it is true. Um, yeah, that that is this guy here, Mall Ninja, commander of the worst, and not the character of the titular Fire Warrior, but of the Fire Warrior game. No, no, that would be the not him at all. Uh, Smith uh, is again. It's the Tao Smith. I mean, skillful, skillful lone warrior. You know that guy's pretty bad too. The guy from Fire Warrior. He's really bad. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I've never oh. seen a fire warrior that can handle a bolter or a plasma gun, but he he picks one up no problem and uh, off a dead space marine that which, he kills. Which I think is the weight of him. Yeah, totally. For real. Yeah. Goatfish. It's armed in goatfish it. land. Could you imagine the recoil in that, by the way? Oh, Are it the, would just that bolter? break his arms. I wanted to see that on screen, like the first person shooter, where you press the fire button and you just get flung back across <laughs> the map like three miles. <laughs> Uh, what else you got amazing. to say about this wonderful gentleman? Uh, I mean, he's really bad. He's just, he's not a cool character. Um, I understand what they were trying to do with him. Uh, yeah, like no, trying I'm, to give like pr- one promote the new ghost kill model that came out, which is a cool way. Right? You have your ghost kill. Oh, this book came out way after that. It was primaris dark angels. It was about them. So oh. he was like, he was like the token villain in the story. Oh. And like they woke him up and he's like totally crazy. And the guy's like, I don't know if it's a good idea to wake this guy up so much. And they're like, Oh, it'll be. So fine. he's like, they try to make like a winter soldier goat man. Yeah, for real. He's exactly like that. Oh, <laughs> well, we're going to be for sure getting rid of the avatar. Yeah, no, that. he's way worse than the avatar. So avatar gets promoted out of the fight arena. Yep. Um, and I'm really proud of that symbol that I drew. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, we're going to keep that. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. So Caius, um, mall ninja, um, Winter Soldier Extraordinaire. Is he more or less uh, worse than, that's words, more or less worse than Inquisitor Karmarazov? So, Metal Chair. I don't know. That's hard. That is a hard one. Um, I'm going to say worse. Because you like uh, Karmarazov? So... Kamarazov, he he beat, marches to the beat of his own drum, right? And he has, he's like, fuck it. Dreadnought chair. He's the fucking hippie, is that what you're saying? He's like, dreadnought chair. Let's go. Okay. And like, he like, like Inquisition, let's be secret. No, let's just fucking march. Let's just go here. This dude studied Pure Tide's lone soldier technique. 
<laughs> Karamazov is trusted yeah, with right, the armies right, of right, the right. world. The lone soldier thing is, uh, is, is he what? is trusted with the soldiers of an entire world. This guy gets vespid and crude. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Tau don't want him anymore. Even the Tau don't want him anymore. Now the hard thing, insane goat boy oh. or Cato Sicarius. I, I, he is not worse than Cato. No, he is not. Yeah. A solid four so he's that's, on the board that's pretty good for a first round that's pretty showing, you know first round showing our avatar drops off to the the meh the meh field mm-hmm. and we are left uh thazar our necron pirate who will take a real serious challenger to, to unseat oh, guys guys i mean we're getting some great suggestions uh falcon the entire dark angels chapter not an option <laughs> um but God, that guy hates the Dark Angels. You got to look at these top two. Uh, Necron Pirate and Kaldor Drago. We got to get some suggestions here. People that are going to be worse than those guys. Earl Hagen was a legend. In 1960, he whistled his way into Hollywood and into our hearts. Decades later, he made a comeback, lending those lustrous lips in the 1980s to such bands as the Scorpions, Guns N' Roses, and Pat Benatar. A half century after his humble beginnings, he's at it again. This time without cumbersome musical accompaniment, he'll have you wetting your whistle and whistling along. His new album, Earl Whistles Disney, is sure to be a hit with all generations. Order now and receive a bonus album, Earl Whistles More Shit a collection of previously unreleased material of Earl's favorite songs through the years. On this bonus album, he demonstrates his newly mastered technique of inward whistling. Order yours today on compact disc or double-length cassette. Also available at fine retailers such as Walgreens, CVS, and participating Sam Goody stores. Earl Whistles Disney. Buy it today. Ninth Watch with the Eagle. <laughs> oh man, it's back. Every time that sound. Beautiful. Ninth Watch gets to come back because there's been FAQs on FAQs oh, on FAQs. It's been FAQ-rageous. Oh, it's amazing. I think we Fact touched on rate. earlier that I was able to just really fuck someone over in an unfun way by the, the character targeting change. You were fact-rageous. I was fact-rageous. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, yeah, FAQs came out last week. Uh, and they, they did. They did. Uh, we got some new ones for a bunch of different topics. Uh, let's see here. Most notably, Lookout Sir, which received several FAQs. It received there a- was an FAQ of the FAQ. Yep. Which is good, because they fixed it back again, I think. I yeah. Think so initially, what was the, the first change there to the, the Lookout Sir rule? Um, so they changed it so that... Uh, they were trying to change it so that... Uh, Monsters and vehicles couldn't block for themselves if they were also characters with less than nine wounds. Which is great for things like uh, Dreadnoughts that, that, that were kind of hanging out in backfield. Yep. Demon Princes that were just running around like Smash Bros. Right, like just together uh, Talon Masters from Dark Angels. Uh, that was another offender. Um, that kind of stuff. So, uh, But good, they, they fixed it. They released one FAQ that completely fixed Lookout Sir for those couple of things and in no way broke the game further. Right, because they basically made it so that monsters or vehicles that had less than 10 wounds couldn't block for characters anymore. 
which, so it's just like a dreadnought or a thunderfire cannon or right so it came up with these kind of unique interactions like the thunderfire cannon no longer blocked for your tag marine so you had to leave a babysitter squad around your tag marine for the two days it was a thing um, also really screwed over Jukari, um Harlequins. Yep, because all their little Venoms and also t- t- uh, t- Talos couldn't block. Yep, Talos, if, which is their entire purpose. Unless you purpose. had three of them in a unit. Right. Because they counted as then three models. But if you <laughs> killed one, that's it. Sorry. Well, which, yeah, wasn't the intended effect right. and was very quickly changed. Yeah, they changed it pretty quick back. Um, to, to now, which I think is like a really good version of the, the lookout. Yeah, so yeah, they were able to differentiate characters and non-characters with nine or less wounds uh, for vehicles and monsters blocking. Which is great. Space yep. Wolves uh, enjoyed a good week and a half in the sun. Oh, my God. It a- was more than that. And it was sad. So Saga, so they when they faxed Saga of the Beast, they made it so that they gave everything in the codex except for Servitors and Wolves. <laughs> objective secured. So we had <sighs> Objective secured, I guess, Mastodons. Sure. Right? Yeah, everything. Uh, everything. Anything you added the Space Wolves were, uh, keyword to was Objective secured. Right. And um, then they, they faxed it, and they didn't change it the first time. And everyone's <laughs> like... Oh, sweet, they meant it. This must be true. Which is like, come on, guys, seriously? Uh, I like, uh, we, we saw a rare sighting of uh, GW community competitive manager Mike Brandt uh-huh. uh, appearing on the, the Comp40K site to be like, come on, guys. Yeah, seriously? Come on, let's be real here. Come on, I'm sure it'll be FAQ'd. And then people arguing with him, I know. <laughs> it wouldn't be. He's like, guys, come on. He knows people. It's fine. C- come on. So that was another big change that, that happened there, which was, again, mm-hmm. super good. Uh, I think one that was necessary. Another thing, though, again, was I think rules is intended and got lost in translation. Smite got fixed. Well, sort it, of. Okay, yeah. So they so they made it so that you can't smite every single power off of one character. Uh, like, you can't cast it multiple times at the same person. Um, at the same time, or later on, they released another, another FAQ that specifically stated, yes, it is their intention that Thousand Sons and Grey Knights increments might normally like a normal army so yeah i got i got something for this oh, okay here. yeah here i'll uh, wait for you it's a it's a small cheer oh it is yeah it's a very small-blooded cheer as, as someone who's been <laughs> smited often by gray knights yeah it's as it's, someone who plays almost exclusively with the demon keyword yeah i, I could having 20 small squads being like if i roll a five your unit's just dead um i can get on board yeah, it'll be a lot less now, which is great. That, that, and that's fine. It, they don't need it. No, no, they have a lot of other cool tools there. Mm-hmm. What other stuff do we have there from the FAQ? Uh, let's see. Um, you have oh, about they... two minutes of song left. <laughs> Thanks, John, for the timing, for the ticking clock. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, they added units in the Mutorium Field Manual that were that were missing. Oh, yeah, my yeah. Cryptus Assault Claw came I back. Know, dude, I'm so hyped. I, I need to make a list with one now. I know, I think the... I, Saw this coming because when we were looking through the field manual, when we were reviewing it, um, like all of the weapons for the claw were there. So like, a, like it specifically said Charybdis launchers and like Charybdis things and then just nothing. It's okay. We're not recording the video in this oh, one. So it's great it's because I just spilled water all over myself. Yes. Okay. Big brain of me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Charybdis is back in. What else came back in? Chaplain uh, dreads. Nope. Thank Christ. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. Um, they brought back the tomb spider. Oh, uh, yeah. Or the Canoptic Spider, because it didn't have points. And <laughs> like, so it was unit out of my Necron Codex that I couldn't even use. And then they're like, oh, no, by the way, yeah, no, here's the real points for it. Um, they brought back uh, they brought back a bunch of stuff. I don't know. It was good. Um, they also, uh, 
amended the GT packet as well, since that contains the rules, which I thought was smart. Yeah. So that somebody couldn't get around like a change by saying, well, it's in my GT pack. That's yeah. different than. No, no, they, like, they got the it rules. on here. They finally caught, caught on to the fact that people are going to abuse the shit out of everything they've made possible. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they amended some point values for like Space Wolves. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, apparently the Land Raider Redeemer wasn't in, wasn't in there. Or had the wrong points, um, so they changed that. Um, let's see. Oh, they added uh, uh, some some different some different uh, models from to like add or like different weapon options that are available to things like yep. an admech, for instance. <laughs> like they added like the termite drill that the drill gets. Oh yeah, that, that's finally because <laughs> it's cost zero points, but it's important that people know that you can take it, right? Right, because otherwise, what's it drilling with? Right, exactly. Um, oh. Uh, remove the war boss on war bike entry. Like he's gone. I got something for this here too. Yeah. Or, or it's now with a single war boss on bike option who has to be evil sons. He can't, he's clan locked. Who's clan locked to evil sons. I know. I mean, he's good and they reduced his points significantly. Like he was uh, 120 points and he's now a hundred. And in addition where everything went up going, yeah, going down is pretty good. Pretty good. Um, you know what else got updated that I just kind of thought about here is uh, let me What's just, that, just right here. <laughs> app Watch the Eagle. Oh yeah, the 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 Warhammer app uh, updated a bunch. Uh, following Dude. like honestly following the timeline that they provided um, after launch, um, a lot of the stupid little mistakes fixed. Right. Um, so good job reporting rather than just saying that hey this sucks uh, because a lot of you fixed the core rules now searchable and in a really oh, nice format so much better now um yeah I've, I've been using it during my games and it's been extremely helpful yeah and like and i think i was talking to nate about this during our game like i just want an easy to use rules resource so when like Nate was moving his stuff around and he was moving his Blagard veterans like a unit i'm not super familiar with mm-hmm. i just went to my app and i looked up what they did and it really sped things up. So instead of, here, let me see your book. Sure, right. Let me do this. I could do that there. Now, obviously, when stuff keeps coming out, um, not everyone's going to buy every book that comes out. But it's a really... The cowards. Intuitive resource to, to kind of fill out there. And the rules, like I said, are great. I, I spent days just looking at Gellerpox Infected and trying to make my jank work. I, nice. And I don't think I would have done that if I was just based on like the little leaflet that, that you usually get for Gellerpox or if I was just using Battlescribe. So oh, I think okay, it's sure. making me better because I'm actually looking at rules more consistent. Now, are there still issues with it? Sure. I yeah. wish, like, uh, for Psychic Awakening, like, the relics and things were faction-specific or a kind of faction foldered in there mm-hmm. rather than just one big mess where to find one of my Death Guard relics, I have to go through a bunch of custodial uh, relics first. Yeah. I wish that you were. I wish that you could sort or separate out the stratagems, relics, all that stuff. Yeah, and then even to, to be even further than that, I wish there was a way to look at all stratagems by... Um, faction rather than book. So if I want to look at Death yes. Guard strats, I would like to see just kind of like a list, um, which I, I mean, I'll probably see coming later on. Right now, I think they're just focusing on making it work. Yeah, <laughs> which, right. And they're, they're doing fine at that. Yeah. Um, it would be nice, too, if the search allowed you to search for other words than just the title. Right. I'm still having like that blight hauler issue where I'm not adding the dash in, so it's not finding oh, it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... There's work to do, but it's still a really good resource. I don't feel bad at all about spending five bucks a month. Or I guess no, yeah. we got our free month, so we weren't even charged this month for, oh, for this yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because the launch went so swimmingly well. Well, it was. It was. 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of the the big updates and FAQs that we saw kind of coming out. Uh, Games Workshop fast and furious with them. I think we're going to see some more FAQs here fairly soon. I think so. Um, based on uh, the recent major uh, flying, oh, oh my God. flying monkey con. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't seen some of that drama, if you're not on Comp 40K. Oh, oh my God. Let, let me just, uh, <laughs> we're just going to do this here real quick. We're going to go. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, we're just going to go right into drama. Like, I need to have like a TMZ style 40K thing. <laughs> well, we need to get it like you hanging over a cubicle and I can be drinking out of like a water bottle. Yeah, I don't have like an algae and I'm like, oh, what's going on in Comp 40K today? <laughs> it's going to be our new segment. You is, will not believe what happens. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the first major of ninth edition happened at oh, Flying Monkey it, Con. It, well, yeah. Um, As you would expect... When you've had like no comp 40k for six months, um, as soon as anything happened, it was the worst thing to happen to 40k <laughs> ever. Ever competitive 40k, the worst thing you've ever seen, the worst cheaters. Like uh, Rob Porter and the rest of the comp 40k admins, man, just hats off to you guys for the job you do. No kidding, for keeping because it cool. for keeping your cool through the the piles of torment that came through for that event were just ridiculous. Um, give me some high level stuff. What, what, what happened there that made it so unique? <sighs> All right. So <clears throat> uh, there's a guy, uh, MMB, if you're familiar with the initials. Sure. Um, yep. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, there was some drama where he won a game by a very small margin. And at one point he removed a model and then bumped like the woods it was on. And there was a model off an objective, and then when he put it back on, it was on the objective. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. So that was a little, uh, like, and if his intention was for it to be on the objective, whatever, his opponent played it extremely cool and did a really good job of of uh, uh, of, of playing it cool. And, and, and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real, real, champ, real champ there. Uh, and then... Uh, and the final table, there was a bunch of like really bizarre rules calls. Like, yes, I understand that these calls are rules as written, but like, come on. There, there was a lot of. You can't, you cannot yeah. make. Sometimes, sometimes you have to like play the rule as intended a little bit. Like, these are egregious. Yes, Games Workshop needs to fix them. Yes, that needs to happen. But like, come on. <laughs> Like okay, so there was this. There's a salamander stratagem where after you at the end of the phase, you can count a unit as having been stationary, right? Which a guy was using to like fall back a unit of uh, of guys out of combat and then count them as stationary, and so they were yep. able to fall back and shoot and act like normal, right? Which I argued against because, like I said, it's just the remaining stationary doesn't negate the fall back. No, I, yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree. I, I think rules as written, there is definitely a case there that that doesn't work. I'm just... But when you're playing your little plastic space soldiers and you start pulling out were the words capitalized in a sentence, right? you're like, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's our RGT packet from like last episode where we'd be like, just <laughs> fucking do it. Whatever. Okay. Uh, and then there was these... Okay, so land speeder tempests are like kind of a hot unit, I guess. Um, which They're the new hotness. They're, they're, they're pretty cool. Um, they look great, too. They're a cool unit. Yeah, I agree. 
So apparently, uh, they have a rule that says you can't charge you can't charge them in the fight if you if your unit doesn't fly in the fight phase. Oh, it's good because you don't charge in the fight phase, right? So people were charging them when obviously the rule was they were supposed to be like an aircraft. <laughs> yeah, but an aircraft that could hold objectives too, like it was that's stupid either way. So who knows? Hopefully they get rewritten or written out of the game or whatever. <laughs> well, they'll write out of the game. They're beautiful, like closed top little land speeders. Do they even make them anymore? I don't think so. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think of what the oh, like you can aspect scan guys that get out of a drop on. Which is fully rules is written. I fully support that. That should be a thing. Yeah, that, that that absolutely should be because they're coming in from reserve. Yep, I agree. And the rules are very specific on the point. And so, sorry, it doesn't work like it did before, where you can only aspect scan the drop pod. Like, but yeah, that I, doesn't I, make I, sense either. I, feel I know. Zero bad about that. like if I was on the battlefield and I was holding my last cannon and or my heavy bolters, right? And my other rest, of my devastator squad all had their heavy bolters, mm-hmm. and a drop pod comes down, smash into the ground, and like. These assault troops come out with like chainswords ravving and like thunder hammers and ready and to go, yeah. a bunch of flamers. I'd be like, oh shit, shoot the pod that we can't really hurt. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, for real. Does make zero sense whatsoever. So that, that you know, it's, it's an agreeable one. I'm like the, the fallback salamander thing was, was bullshit. Yeah, that is such a bad call. Like, and especially on, when we're we're in the edition where the feels bad is being removed, yep. um, to actively promote like a feels bad gotcha move, which is what that is, um, isn't like a, a super good look. But again, some of it is tempered because we are in like an era where there isn't a lot of competitive forty k. So you have like the Twitch comment section just exploding at the, the slightest thing. Like even I went on that Twitch thing and I looked at the table. I'm like, man, there's no fucking terrain on that table. It was super light. Like, yeah. I, it's going to take people a while to get. And apparently other tables were better. Mm-hmm. But that tape, but that's like the top table. But your top table should be like the most representative. It should table. be the best. Well, it should be the best table. And it's, it, it just, it seemed light. And there was a lot of defense of it on stream. And obviously you're going to defend your event. But right. I think it was a great eighth edition table. Terrible ninth edition table. But I, I totally agree. That's just me. What do I know? I'm just an armchair commentator. Same. <laughs> For like 141 episodes now. <laughs> Keep up the good work. And that's what we do. Uh, you know, the only thing to really do is like come down and play a wonderful round of Blitzball Season 2. Oh. Um, a Barnes & Noble exclusive. Um, so next time you're going to buy a physical book, because that's a thing people still do. Um, be sure to pick up your Season 2 box of uh, Blitzball from Barnes & Noble. Do you like cookies but want something more British? Buy biscuits. Not like those you have for gravy. British biscuits. For dunking in your British tea. Stiff upper lip guaranteed. Biscuits. As recommended by Queen Liz of the Britons. And we're back. We are so back, John. Yeah, man. That's like your go-to, by the way. Like, every time we come Is back, it? you're just like, we are so back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're, shut the fuck up, John. I'm going to go away. <laughs> So uh, this topic was suggested to us by our wonderful patrons oh my uh, gosh. In, in our Discord here. Uh, I Join it, it for $1 a month. And we'll never kick you up because you've nope. seen how much we edit this. You really think I'm going to manage a Discord <laughs> on top <laughs> of it? Who that? has time for those things? Who even knows? But, I mean, you guys are all wonderful. And, and as it says yeah, here, we love our patrons. why on earth do people pay us? Uh, we I don't, don't know, know, but yeah, thank you. happens sometimes. Um, but one of the things they wanted to know about was kind of uh, one of our patrons asked, um, what do you do when you are going to play in a tournament you know you're not going to win? Oh, okay. Which is a, a unique take because we talk a lot about mm-hmm. 
and a lot of the the other podcasts where you know how to win, you know, getting in there to win. But there is going to be like a percentage of players who show up. They know they're not going to win. So mm-hmm. kind of what do from that point? Um, I think I'm very skilled in this topic because uh, I, I certainly like when I show up for a tournament, my initial thought isn't, man, I'm going to take this whole thing. <laughs> Me either. Totally. Right. And I mean, and I think that's unique because like, because you go in, you have like a long history uh, of, of winning tournaments kind of kind of in like top three, four placings of kind of most of our tournaments up here. Sure. But you still have that kind of same attitude of not going in being like, hey, I'm going to go just smoke, like looking around at the field, like looking at the other armies and be like, oh yeah, I got this. Oh yeah. I never make that determination because everything depends on what mission we're playing and what the table looks like. Right. So, so for me personally, like that doesn't really matter. Uh, either way <laughs> but if i see armies okay so when you come to a tournament sure do you look at the other do you look at armies and say all right how am i going to beat this so i think i've started to that's good um because that's what i got to do like beforehand i would show up and be like okay danny porter miller mm-hmm. like taylor yeah okay cool yeah i'll be like eighth ninth <laughs> something like that <laughs> <laughs> and kind of basing it on like who showed up? Oh man, more more than anything else. But I think maybe that's more like a mindset thing for me. Like, well, like on you that should there. get yourself out of that. Don't, don't see. So I have no expectations for myself. Okay, like I'm gonna do as good as I can, and then like if I win, I win. That's great. But I go into it with no expectations about my performance. Like I don't expect to win every single game, and if I lose a game, eh, that happens sometimes. You know, like I think I go into tournaments expecting to leave with a positive record. And that's okay. about all I really ask that's for. That's fair. I, I Okay, I would say that I do generally expect myself to leave with a positive record, but there have been times where I have not. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times I go to one, like I've never gone 0-3 at a tournament. I went 0-2 at a tournament. I've always won at least one game. Um, and, and like I said, I think maybe that's kind of, like, I've always like, come home. Man, it was like, my wife's like, did you win? I'm like, I won one. <laughs> so so technically yeah um i did and then there, there was that awful time where i came second um like a while ago where i was running some weird eldar jank um yeah that was a good list it was a really good list was um, that the one with azerman as azerman and like 60 dire That's avengers a new hotness, man. it's like we were talking about this like everything eighth edition is ninth edition now like early eighth lists are like just peak ninth right now and for real yeah it's so true <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> But like I came home and I was like, how are you doing? I'm like, man, I was like, I came second because I think I went three and oh as well. Nice. Um, and she was like, oh, cool. What happened? It's like, well, I got like 60 bucks in store credit. And she was like, you mean that you could get money for playing this? <laughs> She's like, I'm going to need you to start trying way more. And I'm like, but I am trying. <laughs> I've been trying this, been trying whole, this time. whole time. <laughs> oh, I'm so back. I was so like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no. And I think like, obviously tournament winnings are, a, are a big, uh, pro for winning right. events, but I don't know. So I think there's, there's the way I think it's less about people who go not knowing they're going, like knowing they're not going to win. I don't think that's the right way to phrase it. I think it's about people's expectations of the experience. Mm-hmm. So you have your group of people. Um, and it's almost like we're, we're split by teams up in Alaska anyway, like with our different like viewpoints and, and, and theories who are, I'm here to win. Winning is what makes this fun. Oh, sure. I will have fun if I win. That's sort oh. of like, that's group one. 
Yeah, I don't, I'm not definitely not like that. I am, thankfully, I am not like that because yeah. otherwise I'd be very sad um, a lot of the time. God, okay, yep. You have group two who are going to get out of the house and have like a fun social time. Yeah, I get to play three games in I one day. I get to play three games in one Hell day. Yeah. That's me right it. there. That, that's what I'm all about. Because especially because like up until very recently, I've had a work schedule where I'm like, man, I get to play three games in a week, oh, in a no. month. Right, right. Heck yeah, we're going to do this. And then you have group three. And I think group three is where we're going to focus. They are, group three are group one mindset. So they have the mindset of, I'm going to go and win everything. Sure. And then when they show up, they get their ass kicked round one. Okay. Um, and then they drop. <laughs> and then they drop and then they leave. And I think that ignores a lot of what it is. Because, yeah, tournaments are fun. And we're seeing more of a kind of a competitive aspect and kind of a more organized professional aspect. Oh, for real. To it's, 40K coming in yeah. and then that growing. But that doesn't negate kind of the, the beer and pretzels vibe and kind of the, the fun and, social aspects of it. Yeah. So, like, ultimately you're playing this game to have a good time. Like, just to play the game should be fun. Yeah. That should be enough for a lot of people. I know that it's not. No. Um, so I think it's less, it's about managing your own expectations uh, in, in a tournament environment. Yeah. Um, when we went to LVO last year. Right. Oh, yeah. My goal, my personal goal was to win a game. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Right? That, that's And you won two, didn't you? I, I did. I doubled my goal, and I, I boasted about that. You guys were all going about, like, how you went four and two. Like, Seth from the Dangly <laughs> Boys went, like, five and one or something stupid. Like, or did uh, he go he, four and he two went as well? four and two as well. Yeah, Tim, our friend, went five and one. Micah went five and one. Micah, for some... I'm, I'm, it's fine. He's, he's I'm, I'll get over it yeah, someday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so jealous of you, Micah. We're just jealous of you. You yeah. take these crazy lists we can't figure out mm -hmm. and then we try and talk down about them but you do so much better than yeah, us like i mean it, i shouldn't talk i shouldn't talk shit because apparently it's it just whoops everything it just that works I do. yeah it's perfect it just, it just works um but yeah i was going around like the whole like day afterwards being like hey man i doubled how i was thought i was gonna do <laughs> how did you do i doubled my win rate you know just like phrasing it like that um but yeah, it's, it's all about kind of framing your expectations yep. so like while the question came in is like, you know, what do you do when you know you're not going to win? Like, is that the most important thing to you in playing 40 K? If it is, you need to adjust yourself out of the, the casual, this is just fun thing into the more professional, like this is all that matters group. Uh, and then in doing that, you need to kind of commit a significant time investment to, right. to, to get it going because sure. you can get it there, but you better be playing two to three times a week. Oh, more than that. I would, I would say at least three times a week. At least if three times a be, week. If you're going to be good. Well, see, this is why I'm, I'm a one and two player. Dude, it's so hard. So you got to be playing frequently. Yeah. Uh, you got to eat, breathe, and sleep 40K. You got to be watching battle reports, watching streams, watching Twitches. Yep. And then, yeah, you're going to win because you're going to, like, your life is going to be 40K. Right. But then um, you miss out all the other stuff on the other you stuff miss out too. Other stuff too. Uh, and then, yeah, so well, it depends just what your priority is there. And I think that you can be kind of in between those to a degree as well. Um, I think like I would totally put you in between. Yeah, I mean, I care about winning, but at the same time, so to be totally honest, I think this year when I go to Vegas, I'm just going to go to have fun. Yeah, like I don't care how I do at all. I really don't. I'm just going to go there. I'm going to play the army I want to. I'm going to do the best that I can, and I'm not going to worry about going three and three. So. I'm going to go to Vegas this year because we're being positive and that we can go to Vegas this year. Oh, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yes, please let us go to Vegas this year. <laughs> please. 
I don't care what I have to sacrifice. I just want to go and have a fun Inject time with me with all the experimental chemicals. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, I'll, I'll take just, it. You want to put a tracking chip in me? Do it. Do I get to hug my bros and go to Vegas? Just do it right away. <laughs> um, I want to beat my record last year. Nice. That's a good, that's a, that's a, that's a good goal. But I mean, here's the thing. It's like, okay, I go with goals, but if I don't reach that, eh. Because at the end of the day, we can have these goals and we can have these lofty aspirations, but I am still spending in a RTT 10 hours with a group of people I really like to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and enjoying myself. Yep. That's and so important. That is the most important thing. And I think it speaks to the community we created up here. Oh, we did so, yeah. That the, even we have, what, three teams up here now? Four? We have, three, we have four or five. Yeah, we have four or five different comp teams. I get on pretty much with every single person on those teams. Yeah, I would say so for the most part. For the most part. Obviously, there's one or two. Is that, but like, and I, I think what's great is they've been split along this divide of like this team is more focused on the hyper competitive. Mm-hmm. Yep. This team is more focused on the on the casual side of it. Yep. This team is more of like a hybrid one. Yep. And it's just, and then I, I love the kind of natural progression of that there. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it goes to... As Danny said, well, like ten dads, they're like number, they're like type three, right? What's a ten dad? Oh, sorry, yeah, my bad. Yeah, I was putting together a random collection of words. <laughs> it's not a real team, um, but I think more to Danny's point, um, players who win often don't go with the expectation of winning. For, I'm sure it depends, but yes, for, like, I'm sure it depends. But yeah. on the most part, like, like I know, like if you look at your like the the kind of the highbrow <laughs> professional 40k <laughs> and the art of war people yeah um, sure i'm sure when they go to say an lvo winnings on their mind right but it isn't the be all and end all of that time yeah well, i think they go to have fun too right yeah for, for, for sure so like i said i think we have to realize that although we're the the hobby is becoming more and more quite you know professional and organized mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And competitive, um, it still needs to kind of keep that. We just show up and have fun, and what happens happens. Right, and there's always going to be those players too, right? Yeah, like I think that those that those represent way more the vast majority of people that play this game, for sure. So, yeah, so I think going into a tournament with an open mind, Mm -hmm. and like if you want to put expectations on yourself, then you move yourself from that second camp right into the first camp where winning is winning is the important part of this. And there are people out there like you. And the, the best thing you can do is is find those people and form teams and get together. For sure. And don't be adversarial, right? You can still be a good sport and really care about winning. For sure. And I think like we were talking about it earlier. I watched an Art of War stream where it was like a Siegler game mm-hmm. where that dude did so many takebacks that like he was playing chess like against himself. <laughs> <laughs> because there was like a model who's like, I'm sure you were meant to move this unit onto this objective, right? Right. And the guy's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. Yeah, let's just go move that there. I'm sure you're meant to do this, right? Like, yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just, finally, I mean, we've wandered far away from the initial question, but I think it's gone into like a, a greater topic of like general yeah, I think sportsmanship overall. It's really, uh, and overall. Well, and an attitude that you take towards the game, right? right? And I think that that's an important way to think about what your experience is because we're all sacrificing a lot of our time, money, energy that we put into this hobby. And so getting the most out of it, like is, is should be your absolutely your number one priority. Right. And I think realizing it's a two-person experience. Yes, that's very important to remember. And and just, you know, reading the table. Um, yeah. And what's fun for you isn't great for the other person. It's true. And I, I will say, like, 
up here, um, Rob Porter, very hyper competitive minded player. Mm-hmm. Winning is very strongly on his needs and musts lists. Right. But when I play against him, it's not a bad experience because no, yeah. that that's taken into account. Right. So just making sure that the kind of the entire thing is, is fun mm-hmm. is still taken into account there. So realizing that like what the other person's bringing and like, say for example, when I play Taylor on our team, mm-hmm. like we're both, we can be hyper competitive. Right. And it's really annoying to play a game next to me and Taylor playing each other. Cause we just <laughs> yell at each other. <laughs> but again, it's kind of like adjusting your energy for the day. Right. Well, yeah. And making sure that you're, uh, uh, that you're tempering expectations like for yourself. Yeah. Like I think it's important. Like that's the reason I'm going into it with kind of a, a more laissez-faire attitude. Like, you know, we'll just let, let it go how it goes. Kind of keep the hands off. Right. Man, so. we, al- we almost need to go to this wonderful Patreon money and go to see like a, a life coach <laughs> who can help us form smart tournament goals. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. Right. Because course, you know, what we need is a sports coach. We need a sports coach. We could hire one. We'll, we'll hire a sports coach. If you Ooh. want to be our sports coach, let us know. Um, yeah, for real, for real. Uh, and it's just, again, it's what do you want to get out of the day? Like that, that's my thing. Like I know I'm not going to win when I go to a tournament, but I know what I want to get out of the tournament. Sure. And for me, that's not necessarily winning. That's getting three games in mm-hmm. um, and, and playing against some really great people. Yep. And sometimes it's some not so great people. But, you know, we, we can <laughs> nah, manage, yeah. those, we manage gotta, those separately. You the dice sometimes. Um, but yeah, what about you guys? When you go to a tournament, what are your expectations? Uh, do you go in with an attitude like, yeah, what happens, happens? Do you go in knowing you're not going to win the whole thing? Like, how do you manage that? Yep. Like, why do you even go? Uh, let, let us know in the, the comments. Uh, reply to us. Email us. Yeah. Do, do whatever you want. Tweet it's, us. Fuck, it's a free world. Send us a voicemail. Yeah, maybe not that. How would you get our oh. phone number? <laughs> Okay. You've mastered the art of the Stanley. You've downloaded the ITC Battles app. You've loaded your dice to guarantee your charge. Now perfect your game with Mob Rules measuring accessories. Made of the finest acrylic and carrying the skill of the Danny, the tactics of the Dave, and something positive about John. Get yours now at hammerheadgames.net. Oh man, we're back. We are back. We are so So back. back. So back. Uh, just uh, wrapping things up with uh, like shit our Discord says. Um, I know, right? And then just a, a couple other little odds and ends and, and promos and things like that. Um, I mean, I love that uh, we have a really great little community in our Discord. We found out some great things this past two weeks. I know, yeah. We found out there's uh, three cities in England with a higher population than Alaska. <laughs> just three? Just three. Yeah. I thought there would be more. Uh, it's, it's a very small country. Like, I oh, think okay. you can fit England into Alaska like 130 times. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, also one of those cities is probably Manchester, which is not a great place. Sorry, Manchester. Um, <laughs> we found out that uh, Carnifix weapons are strength penis. That's true. <laughs> Only if they have wings. So apparently <laughs> if the wings, uh, some some hilarious little trickster leaked yeah. out like a picture of like a Carnifex <laughs> data sheet. And it had like Carnifex with wings and the internet was losing its mind until yeah. you like looked down at the weapon profiles and saw one of the, the, the weapon profiles. The Devourer, which does look phallic. It uh, was just an emoji penis. Yeah. 
<laughs> so sadly, no carnifixes with wings, no matter how cool that would be. Yeah. Uh, Danny, you and Seth helped out an orc player with like his list, kind of refining it a little bit there, helping oh, yeah, kind of get, get every once there. It, was like, it looked like pretty funny. He just wanted to run Gaskell and a bunch of boys. I know. And I can't think of better people to help him than Seth, Mr. 4 and 1 at a GT. Almost GT. Uh, almost GT. Um, 4 and 1 uh, beating top players uh, I know, top to players. get there. Good he job. Did, he did so good. He did so good. Uh, the podcast's okay, but he did so good. <laughs> uh, lots of painting. Uh, I got to say, oh my god, I'm dude, really so many people paint on our thing. Which really is proud of our community for reacting to the ninth edition kind of battle force changes, not with um, just vile spit of how dare you make me paint and hobby, but just kind of busting out like a whole bunch of stuff. I know they did, man, and some of the stuff looks well. Sorry. Not all, just some of it. All, all of it looks all of it really looks good. Great. Yeah. yeah. Darnell's throwing out some really good uh, space marines out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Necrons. N- and Necrons too. Voltness is throwing out like glossy pox walkers because he accidentally <laughs> used uh, <laughs> gloss shade shiny instead of regular boy. ones. <laughs> so you're going to have one beautiful shiny pox walker or five, I guess, if he's batch painting. Well, and I like that the, someone memed the Danny DeVito who <laughs> crawled out of the couch yeah. all sweaty. He just wants wants to be pure. Be clean. Yeah, we have to clean. <laughs> Oh, you have me post, uh, constantly posting my updates of things I'm doing that aren't two drills that I really need to just paint. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw all the progress shots on all of those uh, uh, Geller pox. All of my Geller pox, because like, all Danny's hearing is like, hey man, I have two drills to paint and then I have my 2K like 100% done. This is like the last two weeks. And this is like the last two weeks. And instead of doing that, I've painted four flails, uh, three champions... Like the putrefier. Everything. Like everything but the drills, which are sitting on my desk in front of me. But I do have a lot of beautiful Gallopox infected, like ready to go. I know. They'll jump in. They look great. And like, it's super nice because they're really just little and simple. Mm -hmm. And what's nice about them is you can pick out like one or two little details to draw the eye and then the rest looks great. Yep. Uh, I found out Glitchlings are Oompa Loompas. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like a little... Do they sing songs? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, the little uh, call-out that you posted. Yeah, like in the little Gallerpox codex that comes with the Kill Team box, there is like a specific Oompa Loompa song that they sing that says, Bite, bite, chew, chew, your gun won't work and I'm coming for you. (laughs) And that's uh, attributed to an irritating rhyme chanted by a group of glitchlings. So now I just see them as Oompa Loompas. That's awesome. Like the whole time. And so they're just there to deal... uh, I more, love glitchlings. They're there to do, deal mortal wounds to tanks more Hell than a, yeah. more than a twenty point unit should. Right. Also, uh, we learned the fun of hail to the flail, <laughs> which is uh, like I think there's uh, about three or four different Death Guard players in our group now. They're um, all that they're all, all on the flail train yeah. because man, flails are great. And let me tell you how disappointed I am when I pull up to a table and there's not Imperium on the other side. <laughs> Sorry about me wanting to be a Xenos player. This yeah, I, I love that I finally find some weird <laughs> jank that really punishes Imperium. And Danny's like, man, I love playing fun games. Let's just play Xenos now. And I'm like, no, <laughs> pull your Xenos out there. Well, maybe I'll play some Space Marines against you for fun. We for should. Fancies. Uh, and then we also learned that, you know, Rise of the Orcs, Space Marine Adventures, a cooperative heroic defense board game, uh, Blitz Bowl Season 2, a game of gladiatorial sports mayhem, and Crypt Hunters, Find the Relic, Banish the Ghosts, Save the City, are available oh, yeah. now for all fine retail stores. Uh, and we want to thank Games Workshop for sending us copies of those games. I know, yeah. I'm which, excited to try them out. I'm excited to try all of them out and not just take the special edition models from them. I think my wife might want to play the Space Marine game with me. So, Oh, heck yeah. Well, I plan on playing um, Blitzball and Crypt Hunters with my wife. Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, slightly try and get her 
and either into that. Well, no, because if she gets into the hobby, then that really eats oh. into my hobby budget. <laughs> You're going to be punished for that, son. Yeah, that really. No, I'm excited to just play games, and I, I'm a yes. big fan of board games. And and like we said at the top of the show, there the important thing is a lot of these you can play with yourself. <laughs> you can play them solo. Play them solo, which uh, which is all kinds of good. I enjoy a, a quick little board game alone. I, I'm sure you do. <laughs> a, lo- a little board game. Um, yeah, so that's really all we have uh, for Mob Rules. It's a little concise. Yep. Today we're like, I, I think we're hitting our hour 15. That's kind of our sweet spot. We're lean and mean and, well, we're not really. Tired. Mean. Yeah, we're tired. Tired. That, that's okay. Yeah. Um, continuing to bring you guys content every two weeks. Uh, pandemic, be damned. The benefit of not relying on games being played is we can just bullshit like yeah. once every two we weeks. Just talk about shit. And talk about shit. Yeah. Hey, follow me on Twitter. Uh, hey, John Q. That's mine. Uh, Villicate5. Yeah. We're not going to spell that. You figure it out. If you really yeah. want to follow Danny, you're going to put in the work. <laughs> or don't. Or don't. <laughs> it is what it is. The choice is yours. Uh, we have our Discord. Uh, if you really have nothing better to do with a dollar, throw it our way. We have nothing better to do with it either. Um, but we're different people. So, but we will pay for some hookers and chakra liners. Uh, for we, we have talked results. about where I think we're going to. I, I think we really are going to film a series where, like, pre games or pre tournaments, when the world decides it's not going to end, we're going to go to like a yoga studio. Oh yeah. And just film us trying to like stretch out this oh, dress. I'm so unflexible. And a liner chi. Uh, just like an do, iron rod. Really right? do stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, that's why you win so much. It's just you're inflexible. <laughs> My inflexible nature. <laughs> oh, what else do you want to throw out there? Hey, uh, Hammerhead Games. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. what a great company. What a great Tony, company. What a good guy. Tony, what a great Yeah, he uh, not only uh, produces great uh, game aids for all of your favorite podcasts and mob rules, mm-hmm. uh, he also now has his own store. Hammerhead Games is now a physical storefront. Uh, so yeah, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you can buy all of your 40K supplies from Hammerhead Games. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's you guys super should good. totally check them out. Totally do that. Totally check them out. Uh, also, the company we mentioned last time, our dials came in. Uh, oh, yeah. What was that company again? It was... Um, um, but while Danny looks that up, they are fantastic. They are uh, kind of like wooden dials. They track all of your secondaries, your command points, the turn, what phase it is in the turn. Um, all of the dials are magnetic, so they turn really smoothly. Schooner Labs. It's What's that? Schooner Labs. Schooner Labs on Etsy. On Etsy. Yep. Um, they are amazing. They are $40, which for me was like, whoa, that's really pricey. But when Danny brought them in today... They are just amazing tools to do. They're really nice. They use magnets to turn all the dials. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, I can highly recommend. Uh, last time we checked, we were, they were out of stock because it got posted in our Discord. And I think everyone think on there, people bought them. Yeah. everyone on our Discord, I think, bought these dials. So, uh, thank you for pointing that out. Definitely check those guys out. If you have other suggestions of things we should try, hobby tools, uh, stores, places we can go, Baxter Games in Arizona, thank you so much for actually having a Lord Felthus. Uh, that I could order and send to me before, like yeah. it was out of stock everywhere. One of our listeners, that's his, that's like one of his local stores. He was like, <laughs> "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> I, hopefully, I bought it out from under him. <laughs> so oh, like, I don't think so. No, no, Kyle is solidly yeah. not death guard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, let us know anyone else uh, we should check out because we're all about uh, ease. But we are not sellouts. We are not shills. <laughs> Nope, not even once. Not even once would I shill. Like, if you sent me, like, Blood Bowl Season 2 and told me it was available exclusively at Barnes & Noble and was, like, a perfect board game, 
for like a 30 minute intense thing. I mean, you couldn't even sell me with push fit miniatures. Oh my God. John, that sounds like an amazing game of gladiatorial sports mayhem. But I would not sell that. I mean, even if you went Age of Sigmar, not even Old World, I'm like, what? And had like Night Hunt versus like Stormcast, which is like my most frequent battle. Yeah. Like, I don't want to find the relic. I don't want to banish the ghosts. I don't want to save the city. But you do now. But I do now, but I wouldn't promote that if you sent it to me. <laughs> and I certainly would not promote any kind of adventures with space marines rising from orcs. Um, it's, I mean, who needs a cooperative heroic defense board game? I know. Not this guy. Nope. No. Never even seen you talk about that one We are time. not sellouts here at Mob Rules. Never. But we'll see you in two weeks. Uh, well, we'll be reviewing Rise of the Orcs. <laughs> Ninth watch with the eagle. <laughs>